The My Way Podcast with Brad and Corey. An observance and discussion of the interesting. It's unlike any podcast you've ever heard, and exactly like every podcast you've ever heard. And now, here's Brad and Corey. Welcome to the first episode, the debut, the inaugural My Way podcast with Brad and Corey. I am your host, Brad Scott, across from me here, controlling everything, the man that makes the machine run, and is uh, is producer, Corey Miller. What's up, what's up? All I was, right. I was really afraid you were going to say the showdown. No, no, no. That's uh, it's a horrible joke to start off our first episode <laughs> with. But welcome. If you don't know us, um, I'm a stand-up comedian here based in Indianapolis, Indiana, otherwise known as Hell on Earth. And Corey is a <laughs> podcast producer extraordinaire slash former independent filmmaker and... We're, if you do know us, you probably know us from our other podcast, The Showdown Podcast. The Showdown. Yeah, that was a good joke right there. That was good. That's a good callback to the show as well. Thank you. So uh, this is like The Showdown without the black guy, yep. basically, uh, and it has nothing to do with movies. Nope. Um, we decided we wanted to do uh, a podcast because we, 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 a lot of times before The Showdown, we'll talk about news stories and different interesting things going on, and Corey and I decided that maybe we should have a podcast where that's all we do. We talk about the interesting news stories that we come across and we find. Um, and then occasionally, I'm sure, we'll have interviews with interesting people. And this podcast is not really focused on one particular thing. It's just whatever we can find that is interesting to talk about. It's a potpourri of content. Yes. Uh, hopefully, it won't become a poop-pourri nope. of content. I certainly hope not. Uh, check us out uh, on Facebook, the My Way Podcast. And check us out on Twitter and Instagram, My Way Pod. Uh, we're going to be posting some of the articles we find that we're going to be talking about that we find interesting. And then we'll have, you know, pictures from uh, when we record and all that good stuff on the social media. But, Corey, how are you, sir? I'm good. It's been a while since we've recorded at all. I know. It really has. Uh, we're actually ge- we're, we're doing this preempting our recording of uh, an episode of The Showdown, uh, which is going to feature Sarge and Frenzy from the uh, Sarge Approved podcast. We're going to be talking Highlander. Yep. And there may be a special guest or two that's going to show up to the recording. No, no, no. I, I, we, we can't start out the new episode of this show with that. Okay, I'll go away for yeah. a couple hours. Yeah. I'll be back, Corey. Creepy Christopher Lambert needs it's to Creepy go Christopher away. Lambert, popular character from the Showdown podcast. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into the meat of things. Uh, first article I found interesting. Was uh, I don't know if you saw this, Corey, but there was inmates that used peanut butter to dupe a prison guard in a mass jailbreak. Yeah, I saw this, but I didn't actually read the article. Uh, how how did this go down? I'm glad you asked. So here's what the article says. This is from news.sky.com. Um, the group at Walker County Jail in uh, <laughs> shocking Alabama. Yeah. Um, Craftly used uh, peanut butter taken from prison sandwiches to alter the number of an inmate's cell door to a number identifying a door leading outside. So basically what they did was they took peanut butter from the sandwiches at the prison. Yeah. 
And I'm guessing maybe the jails, the cell numbers or whatever were written in brown. So they used that peanut butter and they put on a door leading to the outside, they made the number look like a cell number. So does that mean that the, the door to lead outside looks exactly like a jail cell door? That's what I was thinking, too, so because then an inmate asked a newly employed guard to open his cell's door. The inexperienced prison guard, who was watching on closed-circuit camera from a control room, inadvertently opened the outside door. So the group uh, subsequently fled outside at around 6.20 on Sunday. I'm guessing this is this past Sunday. Um, and used blankets to climb over the prison's razor wire fence in less than 10 minutes. And despite 11 of the group being recaptured within eight hours, uh, 24-year-old Brady Kilpatrick who had been jailed on drug charges, was still on the run as of Monday. And as of this recording, they have still not found him. Okay, so he's outside. The person that opened up the wrong door is in a booth. and Well, because, yeah, I mean, that's that's usually how prisons work. Yeah, yeah I, 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 would, I would, I'm, for as many movies and TV shows as I've seen, I figure that's how it works, too. Um, so wouldn't he have to know... Oh, okay. You need door number twenty. You need cell number twenty-three open. So he would push a button to open cell twenty-three. It shouldn't open the outside door. I would think. Yeah. Well, that was my question. Is so who 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 when they're controlling it back back and forth? Like, why are the prisoners the ones ordering doors opened? Exactly. First of all, well, like yeah. you would think only guards would have that kind of authority. Right. Where did I? Hey, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready to go outside. Yeah. I'm ready to go back in my cell. Okay, here you go. Um, this, this this whole story seems really um I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like a, a movie starring George Clooney and maybe maybe Brad Pitt as they're they're trying to escape from some jail and it's hijinks kind of like in the in the tone of uh, Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven, Eleven literally yeah. the movie that you were describing there because you had Brad Pitt <laughs> and George Clooney. Um, so here's from, uh, this is comments from uh, local sheriff James Underwood. It may sound crazy, but these kinds of people are crazy like a fox. He thought he was opening the cell door for this man to go to his cell, but in fact he opened up the outside door. Escapes happen. We've got some evil people down here, and they scheme all the time to con us and our employees at the jail. You've got to stay on your toes. This is one time we slipped up. I'm not going to make any excuses. I get that. You know, uh, sometimes I'm sure like, you know, inmates may manipulate a a guard into their cell. Then they can attack them, you know, um, hit them with a a shiv or a shank that they've carved, you know, in their cell. I understand that. This is a guy using peanut butter. Like this is this is like a Mr. Magoo episode. Yeah. And not only that, if. If you you mentioned that he was looking on a closed circuit on a closed circuit circuit TV, he would have had to really been zoomed in on that door uh, number. Yeah, because it's not like a thing where you would you would assume that he's going to be like, okay, what number is it? Yeah, and just yell down. You you would think that would be information they have. Now it is a new a newly employed guard. So this is somebody new on the job who I'm guessing doesn't have that job anymore. Probably not. Uh, but you got to feel bad for that guy, right? Yeah. I got to remember when I started a job at it was like uh, I think it was it was either a Sam's Club or some retail warehouse when I was like uh, coming out of college. Like I was probably, you know, 15 years ago or so. I remember I accidentally one day opened up uh, what I thought was a door that was leading out to like where the, the dumpster outside was. Right. And it ended up being a fire door. 
and it set off an alarm. Now, now I ask you. Now I felt really dumb. But you know what didn't happen when I did that? Hmm. Inmates convicted of murder <laughs> or drug charges didn't run out of the Sam's Club. You know, so I couldn't imagine. I, I remember the horror I felt opening and hearing that alarm and just being like, oh, my God, I messed up so bad. Like, there this no... is, I'm going to be in so much trouble. It's my first day. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? Were there no signs on the door saying, hey, this is an emergency exit? Don't I think open. it was one of those things I was just like, you know, there's a lot of times fire exits in a lot of those places during business hours will be disconnected if there's like a dumpster outside or whatever, just so you can easily get trash in and out. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't think of it. You know, uh, I just remember they told me to take it out to the dumpster outside. And there was like another door I was supposed to use, but again, first day, so I didn't know my way around. But again, yeah, I'm just transporting uh, empty boxes and maybe some candy bar wrappers from the break room. You didn't have 12 people running out with TVs. Yeah, the- it, that still would have been better because you know why? <laughs> Those people are now committing their first crime as opposed to releasing people who have been locked up for murder. Yeah. Uh, is this gonna? This has got to be a movie at some point, right? Like, if this guy can stay on that's the run, that's what I'm saying. How long does he have to be on the run for? No, I'm not saying it's like a movie that's already been done. I'm saying no, this I, could I become a movie. Yeah. How I, long does he have to stay on the run? If they catch him in a day or two, I don't think it's a no, movie. No. He stays on the run though for a year. If he stays on the run for good. I say. I say even just a year. And you can you can even make up a whole. You know, you can even say like he ended up. Uh, come in contact with somebody who's making some fake IDs and he flew to Barbados or some shit. Well, do you want to keep it factual? Because the interesting part of the story is he used peanut butter yeah. to escape from prison. Yeah, but then you bring it back around. See, uh, it, you know, you see movies where it says based on true events. Well, this is based on true events, the beginning part. We just made up everything else afterwards. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Who, who, and who, let's get rid of the Brad Pitt, George Clooney uh, cliche. Who plays. Uh, the uh, prisoner escaping. Because oh. in the movie, I'm sure he's locked up for some noble reason that involves, like, you know, uh, I know they said it was drug charges. He's probably selling drugs to save his, uh, to pay for a surgery to save his, his child's eyes or some shit. Hold that thought. Uh, I have, I'm trying to remember, Sam Rockwell. Who is that? He was in, let me, t- let me tell you here. He was, uh, he was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Doesn't help me. Okay. Confession, uh, confession, confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Doesn't help me. Uh, okay. Let's see here. What else? Was do you it? happen to have a photo? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, I don't know who that guy is at all. He looks like, he honestly, he looks like handsome Dustin Diamond. No, he's far from Dustin Diamond. Uh, look, I said handsome Dustin Diamond. I know. Uh, he was in the Poultry Guys remake. He was the dad. Uh, I saw that movie, but I don't remember much of it. It was yeah. not a very good movie. Believe me, he's a great, he's a great actor and does real. Oh, and, he'd be perfect for. He would if you peanut butter it, inmate too. Yeah, if, if you turn this movie into into movie like that, uh, into into where it's kind of got humor. Did you ever see Seven Psychopaths? No. With uh, Christopher Walken and uh, I did not Woody Harrelson. see that movie, Corey. Well. This is the tone of that film is just like the tone that this film could be. It, it, he'd be perfect for it. Hashtag peanut butter jail movie. Uh, we're gonna get it going. Uh, we're gonna use uh, other vampires as well. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Dash will be in the movie. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd can play the guard. He can play the adept uh, guard on his first day. Yeah, and then and then. Oh. Or no, you want to make it a stoner comedy? You make Seth Rogen 
be the guard on his first day. Paul Rudd plays the the sheriff who's speaking to the media and everything else. And James Franco is the uh, prisoner who escapes with peanut butter. All right, we could go that route. I was peanut butter express. Peanut butter express. Okay, so that's uh, that's that's what what would be your tactic to escape if oh. you were in prison? I think I'd go shank. You're gonna. That's how you're gonna escape. Mm-hmm. That's how you would stab people. Yeah, but you get you know you get a guard into your cell, you shank them, and then in all the chaos and everything else, you make your escape. You if there's a guard that gets stabbed, they're going to be opening up all types of doors for other guards to get in, I'm sure. We need to have a prison guard on the show one time so we can f- ask him how, how you would escape with a shank. Yeah, you think he's going to tell us? No. <laughs> um, th- you answered pretty quickly, though. Is this something you've thought about? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up in jail at some point. <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, next story up. Uh, this This... Headline just grabbed me. Indonesia deploys soldiers to protect against marauding monkeys. Now, does what exactly is marauding? Uh, really, you want to ask me the definition of a word? I'm assuming it's violent. Uh, by the way, you're the producer. This should be your job since I'm doing the bulk. Of the, uh, well, I thought you might know. Here we go. Uh, marauding, uh, going about in search of things to steal or people to attack. Okay, so basically they were just you know maybe stealing some coconuts, maybe some and attacking people with the coconuts. Why don't we hear the story first? Because maybe that'll give us the details as yeah. to what the monkeys were doing. I just like I just like thinking of what they could actually been doing. So this comes to us from the Huffington Post. Uh, Indonesia has deployed armed police and soldiers to help villagers on the island of Java fight back against marauding monkeys that have been terrorizing their area, stealing food, and even attacking vi- uh, vulnerable elderly residents and a child. The long-tailed uh, monkeys have been growing increasingly bold in their interactions with humans and the. Uh, Boyolali, Boyolali, I'm not saying that right. District of Central Java, north uh, of the city of Solo. The monkeys had started coming here two months ago, said Police Chief Ari's Andi. After we shot one of them, the rest didn't come back, and now they are back again. So this is a revenge. Yeah, it's revenge. Tale. That- this is this is how Planet of the Apes start. Yeah, this is real life. This is real life. Planet of the Apes. They shot one. They all take off. They regroup. They're like, all right, here's how we're going to do this. This group over here, you guys are going to steal some coconuts. And then you're going to you're going to go after those people over there. You're going to throw the coconuts at them. You guys over here, you guys steal some of their sharp stuff and start stabbing them. I don't know. Just do whatever you can. Yeah, this they're, they're taking revenge on their fallen brother for sure. And they uh, it says the reason they are raiding people's houses or gardens is because they need food. Their natural habitat, um, teak or pine forests, have changed into commercial forests. So it's kind of our fault, it seems yep. like. Um, slingshots, this is my favorite part. Slingshots, paintballs, or firecrackers can scare them. But monkeys are intelligent. If people have used a slingshot tomorrow, they have to use something else. Monkeys can read these tactics. So monkeys you- are smarter than me. I don't know if I would be able to figure out my way around a slingshot if somebody was using it on me. Yeah, you just move. Run in a zigzag pattern. That's for crocodile attacks. And it's also um, on Madden, too. What, what's the scariest animal that would be, like, that you would have to deal with as far as, like, if they were, instead of monkeys, what's if the scariest were, animal? If they were charging or attacking, like, 
if you were like in a if in you're a in a village, village and it, you you had to worry about uh, an attack from an animal, what's an the scariest? elephant? You think because yeah. of the size? Yeah. I don't know though, but elephants are pretty docile. Um, not, I'd almost say a rhino. Rhino would be good too. To be faster than an elephant, I feel like with an elephant, if you're if you're if you're in the the hut three huts down, you you'd have enough time to get out. Whereas a rhino could just literally just stampede through. Yeah, that's true. several huts, and it's got and plus it's like its its body is basically armor, and they have that horn. Hmm. Yeah. That that might not be too bad. It probably I I don't know. I guess it'd be a toss up between one of the two for me. Then I don't I don't I mean any of the other ones. The other ones like a lion or a cheetah or something. Yeah, they'll they'll mess you up if 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 you get close enough. But uh, I don't know. I don't th- I don't think that uh, I don't think that they are as scary or. You don't think a lion is as scary? No, because. Because you've just seen them in Disney cartoons and on TV. Lion would be scary as hell. I'm not saying that I'm not as scary as, as an elephant or a rhino. I, th- I think those would be more threatening. Honestly, though, man, really any, I think, animal. It's an attack that's non-domesticated. Because you don't know what's going through their heads. Yeah. It's like even a swarm of bees. What if it was a swarm of bees that just kept attacking? Yeah. See, I mean, you get a group of them all together like that. They make They make movies out of that, too. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, this is uh, this is the, maybe the strangest story we have on the show today. It's from Howell, New Jersey. Good old New Jersey. I'm not even going to tell you the title yet. Okay. Authorities say a man has been charged with performing a lewd act on himself during a screening of not the new Fifty Shades of Grey, not... Uh, I'm trying to think of whatever... Floozy movies out. Um, it's actually during a screening of the Emoji movie in New Jersey. Uh, the Howell Police Department said 43-year-old Abraham Parn surrendered on Thursday after an anonymous tip following a surveillance Im- image being published. Police say the resident of Lakewood in New York was charged with lewdness and was released. Um, police say a woman had seen Parnes in the theater with his hands down his pants, which were unbuttoned and unzipped. The man was escorted out of the building, and the woman later called the police. Why were the police called when he was escorted out the building? Yeah. Because that's, that's so weird on so many levels. First of all... There's so many questions with this. The really. Emoji movie ho- seems horrible. Oh, uh, It's gotten horrible it, reviews. Yeah, it, just, it seems awful. So, I don't know. I, you would think the boredom would be enough to kill yeah. an erection. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's that. Now, my first question is... Were there other people in the theater? Obviously, there was at least one one lady in the theater. Oh, I'm sure it was. You know, it, it, the movie just came out within the last couple yeah. of weeks, so I'm sure it was semi packed. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's uh That's what he said. Yeah. So, uh, so there there's an issue right there because I mean, you probably got kids and stuff too. I mean, it's come on, man. Pick your movie. If you're gonna do it, at least it, it, if it would have been something like. Fifty Shades Darker or something. I could kind of see that, but having seen the movie itself, I cannot see that really happening. Cause what the emoji movie? No, 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 no. Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, unfortunately. Tune in later this year on the showdown for the ten worst movies. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why this movie. This it doesn't make any sense. How can you at least be, in the least, be turned on by an animated? Like poo emoji or a smiley face 
emoji. Well, I mean, and why wouldn't you just use your phone? Yeah. Now it's like they say with porn and everything else, but I mean, you've got you've got unlimited emojis right there. Yeah. To uh, jerk off to, which is the one do you think that got him? You think it was the poo? It was pr- no. turned on by the poo emoji. Nope, nope. The dancing, the dancing girl in the in the skirt. I bet that was. I bet that's what it was. There's a date. Is that in the emoji movie? I don't know. I haven't seen that. There's thing. a dancing girl in a skirt. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah. Where is that emoji? Uh, and how do you know about this emoji? Man, I've seen it online. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I. This is. This is. Join us later in the episode when Corey tells us about his trip to uh, Howell, New Jersey. There you go. It's that one. Ah, yeah, I don't think that would have been in the Emoji movie, though. I mean, okay, now, we're joking. The sad part about this is, honestly, more than likely, he was jerking off to kids. Yeah. I mean, why else? It I mean, would have to be. Now, now to be fair, she, did they, she didn't say that she actually saw his dong, right? So maybe he well, was... what is he doing with his hands? Maybe he was Down doing, his pants, maybe unbuttoned, and unzipped. Al Bundy. I'm guessing he's alone, though. You got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. It's just bad. It's a bad choice. Like, this isn't a guy who just got off a 12-hour shift at the quarry and needed to relax, so he went to see a movie and decided just, oh, I'm just going to relax like I always do with my hand down my pants. And Oh, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? This is a lewd act. He's got a six-pack of beer sitting next to him. I'm just chilling. The best part of the, the whole article, he didn't immediately return a phone message seeking comment. Yeah, you think? Yeah. You, you, you th- I'm guessing w- this guy's avoiding all types of uh, keep waiting connection. For that call. He probably shut his phone off. Yeah. Um, what would you do, though, if you were in the theater and you saw, like, you're, at, you're, you're with your daughter and you're seeing a kid's movie and you saw a guy doing that? Yeah, oh, I definitely have to say, I wouldn't say anything to him. I'd say something to the manager there. See, I think that's the more reasonable answer. I think a lot of people want to jump to the, oh, I'd kick his ass or blah, blah, blah. I don't think you would. Like, yeah. I think that's just, because it's got to be horrifying to see. Like, it's it's just so out there. You well, would not, never, expect, that's one of the places you would never expect to see that. Well, not only that, think about it for a second. If you were kicking his ass and he had his dick out, now you're just beating a guy, you're beating a guy up that has his dick out. And, you know, you don't want that possibly okay touching. It. You don't want it touching you, though. You know, just go to a manager and say something. I worked in a the movie theater. I didn't have to deal with this. But uh, definitely that would have been the, that should have been the route to go. And it sounds like it possibly was. And then they waited to call the cops later. Which, yeah, yeah. But I would. I oh, Man, that's just so it's, weird. Yeah, it's not the it's not the right movie to do that in. Because <laughs> well, what's the right movie to do it in, Corey? I, I don't know. Uh, Basic Instinct would have been a good one. Uh, I don't know. Man, you really had to go far far back in time. Yeah, I really did. Uh, you couldn't have gone uh, Magic Mike. Uh, for the now, for let me a, ask you this: If it's a woman, is it a, an, uh, obviously in the Emoji movie? I'm not talking about that movie. I'm talking right. about like let's say it is a Basic Instinct, a Magic Mike type thing. If it's a woman doing it. Is it treated the same way as a man? Because if a man is caught masturbating in public, it's immediate shame and everything else. I feel like that kind of double standard would come around, though. Is if it, if it was a woman, it'd be like with the like how they how we treat teachers. If you're uh, a male yeah. teacher who touches a younger student, you're a despicable human being, and you deserve to be castrated. If you're a female teacher who touches a student, it's why wasn't she around when I was in school? Yep. So do you think it would have the same thing though? Um, if I remember correctly, when the last Fifty Shades movie came out, there were reports of women do- women doing that in the movie. So I don't think it's treated the same. 
And they can get away with it a lot easier, too. Because, How's that? Because think about that. They don't have to have the zipper undone. They're wearing, say, yoga pants. It's easier to. I mean, but guys can, guys can wear sweatpants. It'd be the well, same thing. True, true. But boner and sweatpants. Real noticeable. A woman in sweatpants or yoga giant pants? puddle leaking from your from your pants. Not still if, pretty noticeable. Not if the pants are black. No, that's true. You put a lot of thought into this. No. <laughs> uh, I will say this though. Uh, in the case of my ex girlfriend, everyone would have known. Wow. There would have been some shit. Cause she, she some shaking. There would have been. There would have been. You would have known something was going on. That's more about her than I. Because you would have been like. You've been like, ah, is this an earthquake? <laughs> Why am I? Not, why? Why is she the only one moving? Um, is this one of those four D movies? What's going on over there? Uh, <laughs> oh, four <laughs> uh, Ds, huh? Yeah. Um, so the last, one more story. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's, let's hit this. Let's gonna be the last more. story of the week. And by the way, this show will get better. Uh, yeah. This is the first episode. I think with any podcast, there's a growing period. We have to find the show. Apparently, there's one show that doesn't have to worry about that. What is that? Oh, the uh, just the one that won Best Comedy Podcast. Oh, well, yeah, at Rigged Awards. Yeah. Um, by the way, that's the other thing. We will be honest on this show. We yeah. will just say how it is. Um, we're not going to have filters. We're not going to be careful about anything. And hopefully we don't burn too many bridges. I mean, but we're <laughs> going to be honest. I've I've come to, to find out that just being honest gives you so much more clarity in your head. You live with so much more of a peace of mind. So we're an honest podcast, but this is, again, our first episode, so we'll get better at this. We're... Still learning how we're gonna, you know, approach these stories and everything else. But this one, I feel like, is right up my alley. Um, it's from Hamden, Connecticut. A Hamden police say a 13-year-old was awoken in his upstairs bedroom by a skunk, which had climbed into bed with him. Police say the skunk apparently got into the home and it climbed through a hole in a trash can. And a resident brought the trash can inside. It's not clear how the skunk found its way to the boy's bed. But no one was happy about the outcome. Hamden Animal Control Division responded to a call about 6 a.m. on July 25th. Police say an animal control officer arrived to the poignant smell of skunk, which uh, emanated throughout the house. And uh, the family got the animal out of the house on their own, probably because I'm guessing those guys were like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, well... They probably smelled like that because they did it on their own. That, this, is by, will, this is from the Associated Press. By from the way. what I understand about skunks, they will do that when they're threatened. Now, if you're if you're not threatening them and they're just happen to walk by, they're not going to spray you. But if you threaten them, that's when they'll turn ass on you and spray well, you. Well, but I'm sure when he wakes up and discovers a skunk, yeah. his first reaction is, "Holy shit!" and a, and to freak out a little bit. You, you guys bought me a cat. No, no, <laughs> no, it was probably, oh, my God, there's something in my bed. Yeah. As to which point then this, I will say this. Uh, I have woken up many a morning thinking there is a skunk in my bed. And then you just looked over and saw there's the ashtray from and filled with roaches. I was going to say it's just the weed in my pocket. Uh, that was close. A much direct, <laughs> much better, much direct way to get to the joke. Uh, <laughs> same joke I posted on the Facebook page with the article. Oh. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I uh, that's now. How did the how did the skunk get in? Did they say uh, through a trash can? Like it had gotten into a trash oh, can, and then they tra- brought the trash, trash can, can into in. the house, and then the skunk kind of just you know hey, maneuvered its way up around and hey, nice found a warm here. place to sleep. Now, is kind of calling back to our earlier 
discussion with the uh, marauding monkeys. What's the scariest animal to wake up and find with you in bed? Is this our, well, a, a raccoon or maybe a wolverine? See, I'm going to... Uh, or I'm a honey badger because they don't give a fuck. Honey badger is the best animal in the world, but uh, I'm going to go great white shark. Because, for one, how did it get into my bed? <laughs> well, I'm not a, at sea. You want to play that game, an elephant. <laughs> no, no, I'm going... I still think great white shark is scarier because an elephant at least... At least with an elephant, you're like, well, yeah, we're on dry land. How is this shark still breathing? How is he still alive? And how did he get into my bed? It's jabber jaw. He just just walks in. So I'm going great white shark. Okay. Obviously, I can't beat that. I guess we're going to have to go with that one. Um, One other thing we wanted to do on the show is uh, from time to time, maybe every episode, is do... Uh, suggestions. Yeah, we're going to plug other shit. Yeah. Whether it be a podcast or a TV show, a movie we saw, uh, another stand-up comic. Brad, do you have anything? Uh, why don't, I was hoping you would start. You were hoping I would start? Mm-hmm. All right. Because so I'm on the fence with two, so go ahead right, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll figure mine, which one I'm going to go All with. right. I'll intro my, myself. And so with that, I'm going to say... One one thing that uh, I, I kind of want to give a little shout out to, this is a, sh- a podcast, another podcast, and no, it's not one that any of us are on. Uh, it's called The Awful, This. hold on, bear with me here. I can't remember if it's this awful sound or that awful sound. This awful. Damn. This is going really well. That awful sound. Okay. That awful sound. Uh, it's, it's a podcast where... Th- the host ha- usually has one or two other uh, co-hosts with him. They they will rotate. Generally, they're all it's just all friends of his, and they will have a, a particular uh, artist that they look back and watch the music video of something. Generally, it's all m- music from the '90s. They watch the video and just how ridiculous it is. And a lot of times, it's music that at one time when they were younger they liked it, but then now looking back, it's like, oh yeah, that really sucks. Uh, you know, crazy. They've had the band Crazy Town. They've done that a couple of times. Uh, they've had they've done 311. They've done Nickelback. They've done a lot of different stuff. And I think these guys are probably in their early 30s. So when this stuff came out, they were like in middle school, maybe high school age when some of them stuff came out, which is funny for me because when that stuff came out, I was already in my 20s. So you know, and Limp Biscuit. You know, we had the song at the beginning. They've done that on there a couple times too, and and they they talk through the whole video. They they will talk about um, comments uh, from YouTube YouTube comments from that video, and just how asinine some of these people are when when they make. It's it's a pretty funny show, and uh, I've been listening to it for a couple of years now, and I enjoy it. And uh, like our show on the showdown, it's changed a little bit over time. They used to do two shows and or two uh, two music videos, and now it's just one. So, but it's it's a good listen and really worth the time. Really worth your time. So, have you had a chance to think about? Yeah, yours? I'm gonna go with both real quick. I'm gonna do it quickly. All right, um, let's do it. First one is uh, actually who we're gonna be recording with uh, next for the showdown. It's the Sarge Approved podcast. It's a very good podcast. Sarge and Frenzy do a good job 
of interviewing. They have fascinating guests. They get really good guests on there. A lot of comics have been on there. Uh, Chad Daniels, Dat Fan, Brad Scott. Um, lots of good guests, and they have a very good chemistry together. And it's a growing podcast. So I'd say one of the fastest growing podcasts in the last year or so that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already got legit you know, sponsors and everything else. So check them out. Sarge Approved, available wherever podcasts are sold. And the other thing I've been checking out, uh, I'm a big fan of NBA 2K. And there is uh, a character called Ginger Jesus 2K <laughs> that I've seen uh, on social media. So I'd just like to plug that because it's very funny. Uh, whoever's doing it is is it's very smart and uh, very, very clever. And they use uh, screenshots from the game. And they put their character of uh, literally Ginger Jesus. Uh, it's Jesus with red hair and pale skin. And he's uh, in all types of scenarios. Uh, from the game, so Ginger Jesus 2K, you can find it on all platforms. Ginger Jesus 2K. All right, so we got so for our suggestions, oh, Ginger Jesus 2K, that awful sound, and Sarge approved. And we have one last thing. Check because out this podcast. Because how could I forget this? Um, we actually do have an email set up. If you would like to suggest topics, or if you find a news story that you think is interesting, you can send it to the My Way. It's mywaywithbradscott at gmail.com. Mywaywithbradscott at gmail.com. And we actually did get one email. This is from Stephen Dickey. Um, he works for WOW Women of Wrestling. He's an announcer for them. Uh, he's a friend of my uh, other podcast, WrestleMania. And he says he's always wanted to know about my influences in comedy, who in my life inspired me to get into comedy, and what comics did I want to be like, what was it like starting out. Um so maybe we get into more of this on next episode, but we'll do a quick little tease of it. Um, my comedy influences were Dave Chappelle, um, Chris Rock, Daniel Tosh. Uh, Dave, Chris Rock, before I ever started comedy, I just loved Chris Rock. Uh, Bring the Pain was one of my all-time favorite specials, and Bigger and Blacker was a special that I really watched a ton as I started doing comedy. Um, Dave Chappelle, because I've always been a fan of everything he's done. Um, I loved the movie Half-Baked before I ever smoked weed. That's how funny I thought he was. And Daniel Tosh, because he was the first comic I worked with where I was just like, I'm an immediate fan. Uh, This was long before he was famous. Um, But I watched him on the Wednesday show, and I became an instant fan. And I loved his kind of in-the-moment, you know, when we had 45 people on a Wednesday, he was addressing it. You know what I mean? He showed me that it was okay to kind of address your surroundings in comedy, and you would always didn't have to put on the big show. So we can get into more of that uh, maybe on the next episode. But What about Seinfeld? I love the show Seinfeld, but as far as stand-up goes, I mean, I'd only seen one special from him, and it I wasn't was, necessarily my flavor. I always thought that his movie Comedian was kind of like... Yeah, but I'd already started doing comedy. I mean, that became like... When I started out, they used to say that was the comedy Bible, mm-hmm. um, basically because of how much he goes into the, the process of writing. Um, but I don't think it necessarily influenced me. I mean, it, it did in a certain way as of, uh, as far as one of my favorite lines in there is when he's talking about whenever he kind of gets bogged down with being a comedian and he's finding it hard to find inspiration and motivation to write, he would see these uh, construction workers going to work and they're carrying like their hard hats and their pails. And he's it's like, right. you could tell they don't want to go do their job, but they do. They show up. If they can show that much commitment to that job then surely i can show more commitment to this one he wouldn't say what's the deal with the hard hats <laughs> is that your seinfeld that's my seinfeld <laughs> all right that's not bad all right 
Um, but yeah, I think that's the show. All right. That's our inaugural show. You know, we got through it. Uh, the first one's always the hardest one to do. Yep. So now, you know, we'll hopefully find our footing over the next few episodes. And again, if you want to send us some topics uh, or questions, it's my way. What I say was my way with Brad Scott at gmail.com. My way with Brad Scott at gmail.com. Give us a follow. Uh, my way pod on most social media and uh, check out the other shows that we're a part of uh, our joint venture with Vic Miller, the showdown podcast, the showdown. We go through, look at old movies and see if they hold up. And we uh, have some entertaining guests on there from time to time. Also check out uh, the Miller times podcast. It's still going, right? It is still going. We've we've been on kind of a hiatus. When well, TV's on a hiatus. Yeah, it is really. So uh, yeah, that's where you and Vic Miller from the showdown. Uh, look at the, uh, the happenings in the television world. Yeah, we uh, w- there there are certain shows that we both watch and we and we uh, we talk about them every every week and give our thoughts and uh, some good some bad. But uh, you also have another show. That's right. That's the WrestleMania podcast. Me and uh, Brent Terhune, fellow comedian. Uh, we talk pro wrestling every week, and we're not smart, and we've never been in the ring, and it's not pro wrestling talk. It's sports entertaining, so that's the WrestleMania podcast. You're never taking a bump. That's say. right, never taking a bump. But we uh, we talk about kind of the uh, the funny side of wrestling every week. It's a parody wrestling podcast, WrestleMania. That's WrestleMania with an A, WrestleMania. So check that out wherever podcasts are sold. And Corey, we did it. Yep, we, we got did through it. episode one, and uh, we look forward to doing this with you guys. It's going to be a weekly, bi-weekly, somewhere around there. Uh, we both have you know, busy schedules with other commitments, but we are going to try to make this weekly. If not, it'll at least be every other week. And it, one thing it will be is consistent because, like always, we make this podcast for us, and we hope you enjoy it. Yep. So hit our music. And now the end. The hit my hit our music would have been so much better if we would have had something a little more rock. Yeah, I know. Going out like this is kind of like a. This was supposed to be the unwinding down. I didn't know you were gonna get jacked up at the end of the episode. Yeah, I know. I should have thought about that. But one thing they can't they can't say uh, about this podcast is we're doing it anybody else's way. Nope. We're doing it our way. Or my way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. This has been the My Way Podcast. Much more than this, I did it my way. It's the My Way Podcast, buddy.